Hello and welcome to the 74th episode of Kinda Geeky. I'm actually on location here at Anime Los Angeles. God, there's been a lot of conventions this month. So I'm actually having another interview episode. It's been a while for that. I'm sitting here with Dapper Geek News or Oliver. What do you want to, like, when people see you at cons, what do you prefer people to walk up and say to you? Dapper Geek or what? Most people, when they see me, only know me as Dapper Geek News. I don't really put my face out there too much, so everyone just goes, hey, it's Dapper Geek News. Um, but Oh, anyway. and where can people find you? Sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> well, actually, if you just like Google Dapper Geek News, um, I'm kind of everywhere. I have a website, DapperGeekNews.com. I'm mostly active on Instagram, though, so if you go to Instagram and type in Dapper Geek News, um, I should appear. And uh, my friend brought this up a long time ago, so I need to start asking this. How did you come up with Dapper Geek News? Um, well, I needed something that sounded catchy, and I wanted the word geek in there. So I tried to think of combinations of the word geek that weren't already taken, and lo and behold, there's a lot of them taken. A lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them are taken. So you have to, like, you know, kind of really like dig in deep and think of something that you know will work for you. So I thought, well, dapper geek news, because I thought of the whole color scheme. I was like, you know, brown and kind of tan, kind of an old, you know, timey feel to it. So oh, I thought, oh, and with the logo, yeah, that yeah, the, it, it kind of fits with the logo, you know, it has like an old timey, you know, color scheme to it. So that's why I went with Dapper Geek News. That's nice. I've always liked the name. Uh, you started in a couple different venues before, not just what you do now with. Uh, okay, I always get this confused. Eric, Eric, uh, eccentric Eric. So like, it's cinematography. What you guys do. Or is your titles and then your task or what the thing you're doing is videography or did I have do I have that backwards? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how eccentric Eric uh, works with uh, with everything, but the way that I sort of let's see, you do here. a little bit of everything. I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> so. I, when I got into the whole cosplay scene and the whole convention community, yeah. um, I started with interviews. That was my thing. If you go to my YouTube channel, like five minute interviews, yeah, like quick, okay. like, like quick little interviews, like, hey, what does cosplay mean to you? Do you like this convention? Oh yeah, no, I you remember know. those. <laughs> yeah, so I had a few of those going. Um, the only problem is that they take so long to make that. You know, you can't really produce as much content as you would like to because I'm a, kind of a one-man team when it comes to editing. So, do you, do you mean make like the editing process and putting it together, all the yeah. segments to make the full video? Exactly. Yeah, okay. So you know, you you go to a con, you get home, and you start you know looking at all the footage, and you know editing everything, putting the music in, you know making all the cuts and putting it all together and uploading and rendering and everything. You know, a few days go by after the con, and you've made one video. Oh, shit. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I've made one video and I've made one post. Um, now I have to wait until the next convention to make my next video. And it's, you know, you roll out content very slowly that okay. way. So uh, I was going to say tedious, long, arduous process. It is. Okay. It's definitely something that you would do if you have a team of people. Yeah, yeah. Everything's better with a team. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, if you have like, you know, three or four guys, you know, you have one guy filming, one guy doing interviews and one guy editing while the other guys go on to more interviews and get more content for the guy who's editing to do more edits. Damn you, EMZ. No. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, EMZ, they have, a, you know, they have a pretty stable group of people. You and know? have to understand how, who does what on what time needs to work. So, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're pretty, you know, tight-knit and uh, digitized TV also, you know, those guys yeah. over there. You know, Danny the, and Mo. Danny and Mo, you know, they have a, a whole little crew of people getting uh, footage left and right, and then they sit down and they edit. I still like their verse battles they do. But, I mean, I've, I felt like yours also uh, – like, there are a lot of videographers and cinematographers out – or, sorry, I said it again. Photographers and cinematographers out there. I feel like yours is set apart – not oh, – I, I don't know how to word this properly. Um, you're, you're slightly different than other ones out there. And you have a, a great style that I like. I brought this up before, and I worded it about the same way to you in person. Uh, <laughs> so. uh, no, I, I, t I totally get what you mean. And thank you, by the way. Um, well, when it comes to photography, for example, um, that took a long time for me to uh, carve out my, ni my niche. Um, you know, the way that I p edit my photos, the way that I post um, regularly and with a lot of information on every post. I that's one thing I absolutely love. Like, the, the detail for the character information the lens you lose, the filters you use, like that's a lot of beautiful information. Um, basically, I did that because people would start asking the same question over and over <laughs> again for every post. <laughs> and it became like such a thing. And it was like, you know what? If people are genuinely curious about what I'm doing, you know, I'll just post this information. And the whole character info is because I would sometimes go through Instagram and go, this is an amazing photo of a character I don't know. Um, and that helped me with a few of yours, too. So I'd be like, wow, what is this? So, you know, you do the typical thing. and Like, well, maybe they wrote about it in the description. Nothing in the description. Well, maybe in the hashtags. Nothing in the hashtags. Yeah. So you're like, okay, I don't know what this is. So now I go through, you know, the process of 
find, you know, I usually know what the character is because I'm a giant nerd anyway. Um, geek, geek, geek. <laughs> giant geek, you know, <laughs> dapper geek news. Um, and I'll post, you know, like for for the general audience because everyone, you know, not everyone on Instagram is a geek, you know. No, 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 exactly. Um, they just look at great photos sometimes and want to know where. Or they have a general periphery interest in geek culture. Like, you know, oh, I like superhero movies. Like most mainstream stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, and they're like, I like superhero movies. This looks like it's a comic book thing and it looks cool. What is it? And they can just go like, oh, it's, you know, Carol Danvers. And, you know, and she's... Yours is essentially the, like, comic book backstory of the character. Exactly. So that's awesome. I like that a lot. Um, so I post, you know, I do tags and everything. I add all the all the cosplayer info. Someone help me with a shoot, you know, which is not often because I'm a one-man team. I'll post, like, you know, help, you know, shoot, help, you know, by whoever helped me in that shoot. And, you know, the cosplayer's name. If someone specific made the outfit mm-hmm. and they want, you know, the cosplayer wants them credited, yeah, exactly. you know, I'll credit them as well. And it's a, it's a great way to, you know, give people their, their due credit and, you know, what they deserve. That's what, I really like your style. I want to get into a kind of geeky topic. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of went off that first. But um, one of the main things uh, kind of geeky is about is kind of like video games. So I want to – I don't know if you're playing – what are you playing – currently actually i'm gonna be honest i am you a gamer know. at heart but the thing is that i go on so many photo shoots recently and i spend so much time editing that so i'm not even a phone game there's nothing um, small you're playing no right now the game that i'm playing the most is uh well, i was playing it yesterday you uh, don't even know the name no wow. no no <laughs> it's uh <laughs> um i play a little bit of overwatch oh uh, yeah okay a little bit of overwatch um who's your main I don't have a main. Nope. I, that's that's how rare I play. So, okay. You know, I, I feel horrible. Who do you kind of like a little bit then? Like uh, you have to have a certain character you okay. choose. I'm, I'm I'm very visually drawn towards towards people. I can character designs. Mercy. So no. <laughs> no. Okay. Here's the thing. Any game that I play in, if it's a support class, I usually play the support class. I just find that it's the most fun for me. I don't have those twitch reflexes, so I can never like you know you know take a quick shot at someone like you know rack up the kills. Okay. The best that I can do is like make sure everyone stays alive or like you know run interference and I'm pretty good at that so that's what I usually play um, so yeah mercy because oh, yes. yeah. Oh, that was right uh, <laughs> that's, that's usually what I gravitate towards you know any any, uh, any any support class I will go into but right now the games I just bought an HTC Vive oh nice um, and I know the games on there aren't really games per se they're more proof of concept demos um, with a hefty price tag, uh, but I guess the proper game that I'm waiting for right now is uh, Zelda: uh, Breath of the Wild. So you already uh, pre-ordered the console? I already have the Switch pre-ordered. Okay. I <laughs> I have the game pre-ordered. It's it's all coming in in March, so that's the one thing I'm going to be spending time on. See, uh, I want to stay on video game, but like so many people pre-order. We live in Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure, like, if you don't pre-order, you can still find it somewhere. If it's the Midwest or something like that, yes, pre-order. The thing is, though, that. It's true for most consoles, but Nintendo is notorious for creating artificial uh, supply droughts. Oh, you're right. So, I forgot about the Wii. So they, they, they do it all. I mean, they didn't do it so much for the Wii U just because nobody wanted to buy it. Um, no, the Wii, the Wii when it came out yeah. and the fitness board. Yeah, the, the Wii definitely. But the Wii U, I guess, they would have gone that route, but just nobody in general bought it. So there was no need to create an artificial drought. There wasn't many great games for it. Um, <laughs> but if the Switch is anywhere near successful, um, then they'll definitely... You, you, they might run short just because Nintendo does it. I think with the whole um, ability to play at home, take it wherever you go, I think it is actually going to be successful. It's not going to be like the mainstream hardcore gamer, but the family gamers, the casual gamers, all that stuff will pick it up and run with it. Well, see, the, the other thing also is that I feel like this spells like the death of the dedicated Nintendo handheld, like the DS line. Probably. Even though Nintendo says it's not, but then again, if you flash back to uh, when the DS first came out, every, they like, no, everyone. The Game Boy line is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. What happened to the Game Boy line? It went away. True. So, well, I mean, this technically is a handheld. Yeah, exactly. Like you can take it with you anywhere. I so mean, it's a handheld and a home console all in the same thing. They say it lasts anywhere from, like, what, two and a half hours to six hours, yeah. depending on the settings. I think it was, th- yeah, three and a half. Yeah. And the power so, save was five and a half to six. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. But, I mean, could you imagine, like, if this spells a doom of the hand- dedicated handhelds, I mean, you might actually see a full-fledged, like, console version of a Pokemon game because there's nowhere else to put it, you know? So if it does spell the end of the handheld, I'm like, well, that's sad. But, but I mean, really, your phone is the handheld now. Yeah, and that's why Nintendo's going onto the handheld market, you know? they For the longest time, they avoided, you know, phones. You know, they're like, no, people want to play on dedicated handhelds. Like, now people just want to play touch games, so. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's for... too simplified. But, sorry, yes. we can go in down, down that rabbit hole for a minute, but uh, still on video games, I, this is my favorite thing, and it will take a minute, so we'll talk about a few of the... Uh, 
for each as we go, but I want to get into your video game evolution. So what the first console you started with to the console you play now. Oh boy, okay, so my parents bought, because I grew up dirt poor, so. Hey, me too, uh, right there. <laughs> uh, in a garage sale, an Atari 2600. Oh shit, really? So that was my first console. I mean, I'm not old enough to. E.T.? E.T., yes. I didn't realize, when I was a kid, I was like, I, I hate this game so much. Why is it so bad? And then I realized it was one of the worst games of all time. Yeah. So It's in landfills and all that. <laughs> there's a whole documentary <laughs> yeah, people exactly. can go watch. Um, but there's also uh, Atari 2600. Then my uncle bought a original Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, Duck Hunt. Wait, so your uncle bought for for you guys no, or it just, was his? It was just like, for, like, like just like for his, and I would play on that. He gave it to me eventually. Oh, nice. Um, after that, my that, wait. So that had like you played Duck Hunt. Was it the three games? So it yeah, had... it was Duck Hunt and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, and those were the main games on there that I would play. Uh, Ducktales as well. I grew up. That playing... was on Nintendo. That was on the original Nintendo system. Really? Yeah, Ducktales. Oh shit! I don't yeah. remember that game. Oh yeah, it was on there. It, it, I mean, it's a classic. They remade it for the Xbox 360 and HD. I remember that game. Yeah, like, but they made it because it was a callback to the original oh, one on the Nintendo. I'll have to look that up now. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a great it's a great old school platformer. So um, then, after Nintendo, what was your next console? The Super Nintendo. Oh okay. That I have my brother to thank because he convinced our parents. It's like, no, you don't get it. We have to have this, and he made a whole argument and case for it. So we went out to. What was it? I think it was Montgomery Ward, which oh is a, God, which is yeah, those are gone, <laughs> which is an old old retail chain. Uh, we went to Montgomery Ward and they had an electronic section, and that's where we bought a Super Nintendo. We bought Street Fighter Two, okay. uh, sorry, Street Fighter Turbo Two, and oh, yeah. uh, Star Fox. Star Fox is one of the greatest games ever. Yes. <laughs> so I chose Star Fox because I didn't know about gaming. So I thought, like, oh, there's a cool airplane and a fox thing on it. I want to get this. And my brother's like, no, let's get the arcade one. So my parents bought, you know. Street Fighter, and they bought Star Fox for nice. me. Nice. Um, and that's when I got into the whole Zelda series, actually. Uh, Wait, Star Fox drew you into Zelda? Well, no, with the Super Nintendo. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. oh, because, really? of, because of the Super Nintendo, because uh, we would rent, we would go to video stores and we would rent games yeah. back when they existed. Blockbuster Video. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and one day I saw this cool-looking box art in a game called uh, 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 Legend of Zelda uh, Link's um, Awakening. Yeah, yeah. A Link to the Past, sorry. Um, and... Wait, okay, I gotta ask, are you a huge Zelda fan too? I'm a giant Zelda fan. Oh my god, you Novin, I get so many people that are just Zelda fans. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's, well, it touches base on so many different, you know. No, I mean, Zelda's a great game. It's just yeah. not something I felt like I wanted to follow. Like, so many people that, that like, that's their clutch game. And it's, it's, it's not like my main game series, but it's like one of them. It's like one of my top five. Okay. Um, and I mean, I have. I've played every single Zelda game, even not the not the not the uh, CDI games from Philips. Okay. The the infamous but ones that were poorly animated and weren't done on like Nintendo. I feel like a couple of them, even on console, were still. Uh, cell shading kills me, but we'll get there anyway. Sorry, back to the video game. Back back, back to back to so video games. Super, uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Zelda, and um, and you know Star all the, Fox and all the all the Nintendo classics. You know that's where I got yeah. my, my main my main fix. So after Super Nintendo, uh, my friend. In elementary school, then asked me like, "Hey, do you have PlayStation?" At the time, I th I thought, "I don't have that. I don't have cable TV, so I don't have PlayStation." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I told him like, "No, we don't have cable. We don't have PlayStation." So he's like, "No." He's like, "What's he like? Uh, that's not no. That's not what we mean." So it was a it was a gaming console. Uh, so wait, did you get them all? Like, if you were Atari, then Nintendo, then Super Nintendo, and then well, PlayStation no, was out. Like, we got them like Sega way, Genesis. Uh, like that was my brother-in-law had a Sega Genesis. Okay, so that's where I played. Um, what was it called? Vector Man. Yes. Uh, Altered. Oh Beast. my God! You're like the only person to ever bring that game up. Uh, Vector <laughs> Man was amazing. I mean, because I mean, as a kid, I was like, this game looks amazing. It's so realistic. It's not now. That and Earthworm Jim were like some really great games. Earthworm Jim was amazing. Uh, Vector Man, Altered Beast, Rise. Yes. Yeah. And if anyone played that game, it's like the it's like an acid trip, you know. Like, what's going on? Like, heads floating at you, like shooting like blood. Altered Beast was a great game too. Yeah. I, I almost forgot about that game. They had that, that was in arcade too. I think yeah, it was. It started in, our, in the arcades, like many games back then. You know, it's, they were in the arcades and they made it their way. But to you the guys home. did it personally, like, so that was that was my brother-in-law. Okay. He had it and he let me play on it. You know, nice. much to the chagrin of my of my mom, who you know who didn't want me playing like you know mature. You're supposed to be outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I would play those games. Um, so he had the Sega Genesis, and I had Super Nintendo, so I got my, you know, I was playing both sides. Both, yeah. um, my friend had then the PlayStation, and I didn't get the PlayStation ever, so I never had the PlayStation. Oh, wow, so you skipped so, that. So okay. I skipped that entirely, and 
I just bummed I just bummed it off him. You know, I played Final Fantasy on there. That's where I started. You know, Final Fantasy Seven, Final Fantasy Eight, my uh, Final Fantasy Nine, Nine which is yeah. by the way. <laughs> Underrated, in my opinion, not enough people talk about Final Fantasy Nine. One of the best fucking games ever. Like everyone talks about the the groundbreaking, you know, seven, which it deserves credit for being groundbreaking at the time. Um, it's a I, bit overrated. I think we all like seven two because the Aeons or Guardian Forces yeah, or Matera, whatever you want to call them. Like there was an abundance of them. By the time you got to nine, we had what seven? Seven, not ten. Yeah, and you know, I love and no Knights of the Round. Fuck that! Like you need to have Knights of the Round. In Knights that of the game. Round is still one of the most epic. You know, you know. When you go like Knights of the Round, boom, the whole animation sequence. Yeah. Um, or Supernova or Bahamut Zero. There's a couple things they cut out that I just needed. <laughs> but but I love I love Nine because it felt like sort of a callback to the Final Fantasy, the early Final six. Fantasies. Yeah, Six. Yeah. It has like you know the sort of European. You know, Seven was great. I love Seven. I still I still go back and play it every now and then. I mean. Uh, Trigger system of eight was a little yeah. interesting. Eight is still contra- you know, a lot of people like always like want to leave eight out. You know, po- no, Pora. But the Ragnarok was awesome. Like that was one of the best uh, the space battles, and that was awesome. Um, but yeah, and sorry, I'm a huge Final Fantasy person. <laughs> I'm a huge Final Fantasy person too. Like you know, I have yet to play fifteen. Though it's on my I list. Have, oh, me too. So I'm, I feel bad. I've played every Final, even the online Final Fantasies. So twelve and fourteen. I've I've played I played twelve, I played. 13. I didn't play 13, 2, and 13, all the, all the subsequent 13s, because yeah. uh, I wasn't a fan of it. Um, and I played 14, okay. uh, which is the, the online one, and uh, 15, which was versus 13 back in the early days of PlayStation 3. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so after the uh, Super Nintendo, uh, my brother actually then, you know, he started working, and he got, and he got, uh, he got us a, uh, he got me for my birthday, a Nintendo 64. It seems like you're on a big Nintendo route here. We were a big Nintendo family. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, seems like. it was Mario. You know, you have to have the console that Mario's in. Um, True. And I got, boo, boy, Diddy Kong Racing, Mario 64, uh, Ocarina of Time, GoldenEye, you know, yes. just every every game you can think of, even Pilot Wings, I think I got. That was a good game. It was, it was. Uh, I got. I even played the Bomberman that was released on there. That was a great game. Um, so I played Bomberman all... was only released on a few consoles, and it was one of the best games like, it... for that style of gameplay. Because like Plants vs Zombies, there's so many games based on what Bomber... Bomberman yeah. was. The interesting, the, the interesting thing about that Bomberman game though was it wasn't originally a Bomberman game when no. it was being developed. Uh, it was repurposed, um, and we, it, was, well, it became what it became, and it was still pretty fun. I liked it. It was a lot of fun, um, especially when you did verses. Yes. And you had four players in each corner, and you're like, who the fuck is going to die first? So, <laughs> and that's what I miss about the Super Nintendo days, the split-screen parties, yeah. you know? Sure, it's kind of sucked you have to have like a little corner, like, you know, like, you know you're watching my screen. Well, well, we had that all the way up to, like, uh, Xbox One with Halo. Yeah. I don't want to jump that far, but, like, that's yeah. when home console playing with friends really got removed because it's like well everyone's playing online now so. or LAN you know yeah. just like hooking up like you know individual consoles I hated that. that that was fun too but when you get when you take people off a console playing in the same room together you get you lose some of that party aspect that brought people together and interestingly enough Nintendo held off on the whole online gameplay thing for that reason yeah. they, they said like no people don't want to play online which they did but they, they don't want to admit it they wanted to keep the whole, no, everyone play in the same room at the same time. And they're still trying to do that, so more power well, to Nintendo's them. Well, Nintendo's a family console, so... Yeah, they're all about that, and I, I, I admire them for that. Nintendo doesn't, you know, they don't really compete with Sony and Microsoft. They kind of no, do their own thing. they're their own thing. They're their own thing, and I, I love them for that. And, and they're the innovators of technology that Sony and Microsoft perfect later. Exactly, like the whole, like... And I, Apple. The, uh, the whole... Uh, Auto target locking and you know save game states you know and cartridges and everything like Nintendo was one of the four. PlayStation Move uh, that yeah. is we yeah right mo- there. motion like, you know you can thank you can thank the whole VR cr- interest again and motion controls and everything that all goes back to Nintendo yeah and Nintendo you know people can give them flack for you know because they do some you know they do some pretty annoying things like the whole Evo comp- uh, competition and not allowing Smash Bros to be a part of it. It got some people annoyed and ticked off. Like, come on, man! People are just trying to have fun here. Like, free free marketing for your whole company, and you know. But they and they Smash e- Brothers is fun, and, <laughs> and and they eased up on it. You know, so they understood. You know that they were kind of in the wrong in that situation. So, um, but yeah, um, N sixty four, and sorry, that's my phone. I'm bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, and the N sixty four, and after that, it, it had to have been the GameCube. Uh, you really are a Nintendo person. <laughs> well, the GameCube was the first console we got that I actually was ever able to get uh, close to launch. Oh, no, okay. 
Sorry, I'm just in a room and I'm just asking questions to make sure I don't have to wrap anything up. But <laughs> no. uh, okay, and if anything, I'll cut this out. But yeah. No. So um, yeah. Nintendo so, 64. Nintendo 64. So the GameCube was the first console that I actually got near launch. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, so that was like right when it yeah clear close to when it came. Every out. other console I'd gotten like either years after it had already been released. So then, what was one of your launch games? Since that was one of the launch title launch Super consoles Sma- you got, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Awesome. Yeah, so I was I'm still in love with that series. I mean, I I love it to death, and Melee is still the best one. Who's your favorite character? Uh, pff, boy, I have to go. I think I have to go with Fox and Zelda. Okay, I'll, I'll get I Kirby. Kirby? I will suck you up and then brick the shit out of well, you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Kirby was like ridiculous in the original one. Yes, like he was. He, like they had he a nerf. Him. They they had a nerf him a lot, but you know, because um, he could steal both of your abilities before. Like if you yeah. transformed in, or stole the person's ability in the original one, you could use both his normal and his special, right? I don't remember that specifically. Um, I think th- I think it was something like that because he was really powerful. I just know that his like re- his like recovery his recoveries and like and you then know. Jigglypuff just putting people to sleep. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> you know, um, but what were some of your other games for uh, GameCube? For GameCube, you know, um, whew, so many man like Wind Waker, which I know you know I, like you know, like cell shaded games, but yeah, that's kind of the, one of the ones I was like, oh, are you kidding me? But the combat, the actual mechanics of the game, I, were, yeah, I give you that. Were, were so refined um, that it really, I felt, it really propelled the game series to the way that we know today. Um, well, because it was a it was a real change for how Zelda games were played too. Yeah, definitely. It opened up like kind of how Metroid was done. Like, that opened up and changed the world from the original, like, Metroid to the whole, like, light dark going through in a 3D world. Yeah. And that really opened up – that opened it up to multiple gamers, too. Like, people that were like, I don't know about Zelda. When they saw that, they were like, I kind of really like this now. For, for me, I, like, Jet Set Radio, all those games, like, it was too much cell shading. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, there was, there was a definite craze for this whole cell shaded you know, look in everything. But aside from Zelda – um, you know, every main Nintendo franchise you can think of, because, you know, if it's made by Nintendo, it's at its worst, it's, it's just going to be an okay game. You know, yeah. you, you know, you, you can never really be too disappointed with a Nintendo, you know, no, developed yeah, game. No, yeah, there's nothing like, I fucking hate this game. Um, <laughs> with, well, I mean, Star Fox Adventures, though, I mean, it was made by Rare, and that game, I've never experienced motion sickness from a console game. But something about really? the way they animated the fur, and I don't know what it was, but that gave me the worst motion sickness, and I've never experienced it in my so entire wait, life. So it was just the fur moving on the character. Yeah, something about sick? the fur and like the way like they they render like the environments. I don't know what it was, but I would feel nauseous after oh, playing wow. that game. Okay. And to this day, I have never experienced that ever again. But except with that game, it's only that game. So I hate that game with a passion. <laughs> not, not, not only because it was not a... Oh, because of hair. <laughs> it wasn't a Star Fox game to begin with. Yeah. There's, like, no, you know, iconic Star Fox elements in it besides, like, you know, a couple of flying segments like that last, like, a minute. And it was just a bad game, in my opinion. Knock-off games, yeah. Yeah, it was a cheap, it was a cheap game to, for them to, like, to put out. Um, so then, wait, after GameCube, did you go to Wii? No, okay. Like... No, the, th- the thing about the GameCube was that that's when they released a, tr- a commercial on TV. And this commercial was the thing that made me uh, expand my horizons to other consoles. Oh. Uh, it was a commercial for Kingdom Hearts and for Final Fantasy X. Okay. Um, so uh, the, yeah, that was okay. So when those two tra- – I saw those two commercials on TV, the visuals – um, which I was, you know, drunk. I was like, I was like, you know, snotty teenager kid. You know, I didn't, I didn't know any better. So I was like, wow, this looks so cool. And because I'm a giant Disney fan, and I'm a giant like Square Enix okay, fan. Okay, that makes sense. So like, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> for me was like, you know, and the like, combination of your favorite things together. Well, not that, but only the, the pop, the, the poppy, you know, uh, song by Otaro Hikaru, simple and clean, playing in the background. See like the, all these cool things appearing on screen. It just like I need this game. I wanted it so bad actually that. Uh, with my allowance money and like you know my little side jobs that I would do like you know like yeah. mowing the lawn and stuff, I would save up enough money and I went to a used game store uh, and I actually bought used copies of Final Fantasy X and and Kingdom Hearts used before I even had the PlayStation Two. I just had the boxes. Are you fucking? <laughs> I had the games, the disc. Okay, in the manual. I'm not even joking. You're the second person I've done a podcast with in the past couple months who did that. It's... Like I'm just I'm getting these games ready. And as soon as I can get that console, 
I will play them. Like, <laughs> um, that was me. I was, I was, I you know, and then I told my parents like I tried to sell them the PlayStation Two. I was like, hey, DVD. It's a DVD player. We like watching movies. It can play us DVDs. It's the first whole home <laughs> entertainment unit. Come on, guys. And. And they saw how much I was fighting for it, and they got me a PlayStation 2. Like Christmas or birthday? Or it, was, it, was for, it was for okay. Christmas. So once Christmas rolled around, man, I, I just devoured those two games like in probably like under a week. I just played them nonstop, and I became an immediate like sort of you know, like, you know what? There's, there are worlds beyond Nintendo. And well, but it took the PlayStation 2 to it, realize it, that. It, so. it, it, took, it took, you know, Donald Duck and Goofy, you know, you know, beating down Cloud for Final Fantasy VII for me to like open my eyes, uh, <laughs> That's and, awesome. and um, you know, Titus and Yuna, you know, and their heartbreaking you know romance story from Final Fantasy X and all that stuff. True, that's, true. that's that's when it became like a total you know like. Like it's all about the story. Wasn't it Titus? Time. I'm sorry, that just stuck. Is it Titus or Titus? I thought it was Titus for the longest time, but when you play Kingdom Hearts, they always call him Titus. Yes, but that doesn't mean a voice actor doesn't fuck up the person's name. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. In, in Final be, Fantasy be, X, they said Titus. Did they say Titus? Yeah, Final Fantasy talked. That's the thing. I, like, well, the thing I, is, I, I, uh, Kingdom Hearts also revised names, oh. so there was, there was there was always confusion between Eris and Aerith. And prior to Kingdom Hearts, I believe it was Aerith. I could I could be having it backwards, but and they changed it to Kingdom in Kingdom Hearts to Eris. So I know Square sometimes goes like, "Hey, you know what? We're going to change the official pronunciation, and it's going to be this from now on." So um, that's what they did for uh, for Kingdom that's Hearts. Weird. Um, so they just changed his name. Like he was Titus. He was one of my favorite characters. Well, I mean, <laughs> Nintendo did it with uh, with um, with Peach. You know. Princess Peach. Princess Peach. She was uh, Princess Toadstool for the longest time in the U.S. And I then, thought they're just two different princesses. Same one. Um, they just, um, they just actually. If you play Mario, they reskin her basically. No, or they don't reskin her. They just name. They just change her name. Oh God, damn it! Uh, seriously. If you play Mario sixty four, uh, the the intro is Peach reading a letter to Mario, inviting her, you know, inviting him over to the castle. Yeah. And it says like you know, uh, sincerely, um, you know, Princess Toadstool, and like at the bottom says Peach. And that was like the Nintendo of America's oh. first introduction because in Japan, Toadstool was always Princess Peach. Okay. She was never Princess Toadstool in Japan. How'd they change that then? Uh, you know, it's weird. It's weird. You know, they, it's they, some lore to look up. <laughs> it's it's something they did, and but I digress. So yeah. uh, back to consoles. Sorry, yeah. Back, <laughs> back, back, back to consoles. Uh, they had. Uh, the PlayStation 2, and that opened up my whole world. You know, that's where I got to like. That was J- one of my favorite consoles. So many great games on that. You said that you got that close to launch too. So did you have Bouncer? I didn't have Bouncer. Oh, no. That was one of the best games. Oh, I, someone else brought that up recently, and I was like, that is like, it was one of the best 3D fighting style games that you can incorporate with friend play. So it was like uh, Dungeons and Dragon, the dual player aspect or four player aspect, playing in a 3D map, going through a role playing game. It, it was yeah, awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> it, it, I mean, the PlayStation Two was a really great time for for like new things, you yeah. know. Um, and actually, here's the thing: before the PS Two, mm-hmm. my friend was really excited because he had just gotten a Sega Dreamcast. That was a great console. It was a great yeah. console. I didn't get the Sega Dreamcast when it came out. I got it like years later. And for Laser Shoot Larry, or uh, <laughs> actually because they had a bunch of great arcade games on there, yeah, amazing arcade games, and I I started playing it, and I lamented the death of the Dreamcast because to this day it is one of my favorite gaming consoles because it had so many amazing games. It had Power Stone, the Sonic Adventure series when it first started off there. Um, Primal Rage, I think was on that too. I think. Was it? I think so. Uh, Skies of Arcadia was on yeah. there, um, and it had. So many amazing, amazing game series. Bass Fisher. Yes. I, I don't like that. Was I know a dumb game, but Bass Fisher with the actual fishing rod. My brother had that. Okay. okay. So My brother yeah. had Bass Fisher with the fishing rod because uh, he was all into fishing for like a good like you know two months, and he got the whole setup and everything. Um, so yeah, it had a lot of just with the dial up, and there was a couple steps that and PlayStation the, and Xbox the, had over them. The uh, the intro splash screen also yeah. of like the little. You know, oh, that was basically yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I, I loved, I loved everything about the Sega Dreamcast, but you know, Sega no longer makes consoles, and they better, still make games. Uh, well, kind of, somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> nah, they're not. They're you know they've fallen they're the from the powerhouse they used to be. So yeah, 
they're no longer like Nintendo's rival per se in mm. terms of game development, but you know, Nintendo, like we said earlier, Nintendo stands by themselves, and it's Sony and Xbox competing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So let's see. After the PlayStation Two, what? Nintendo three 16. or three? Uh, so it'd be PlayStation Three or Xbox Three Six. I skipped out entirely on the Xbox. Oh, really? Uh, the the original Xbox. Um, because I never got, I didn't like the games on there. Everything looked kind of grungy. And Halo. Little, I didn't get into Halo. I never got. I never got into. There is one thing I will say about it, the Halo series, though. Um, I love the music from Halo. The first one is yeah. Halo it's has epic. amazing. I, I appreciate sound design and 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 musical compositions and everything. And, and it I just love draws you into play. It draws. So. It's like every time I hear the Halo music, I'm like, I really wish I liked that game. <laughs> And okay, I'll put it this way: I actually do go on YouTube and I watch the cutscenes because I I do find the lore kind of interesting, but I just won't play the game. I don't know, man. That storyline was kind of shitty though for Halo. It was it was like, like the first one's good, yes, but well, everything after that, I'm like seriously, let me just get through the game now. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm big into story, and I was like, you know, oh, this was kind of interesting. You know, I wish it was more fleshed out. It's like you know, if I wanted a good story, I'd read a novel. But you know, um, there's books on it now, I believe. Yeah, there, no. <laughs> there's, there's, there's books on. It's like on. Star Wars. You can get a book on everything. And um, let's see here. So it was the Wii. Oh, okay. So PlayStation Two to Wii. I got the well, I got the Wii, and I got. The PlayStation 3, and I got the Xbox 360. I got all three of them. Oh, shit. Um, um, so, so just name some of your favorite games from each. We don't have to go into detail for that. But um, like, see, I'm a giant JRPG fan. Yeah. So I like I will gravitate towards like any any RPG. And for the longest time, I didn't play Western RPGs because they, they weren't my thing. They're not my thing either. Um, there are a few now that I will play, like Mass Effect. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and Dragon Age. Um, that, oh, thank Inquisition. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, that's what I was trying to bring up last night. I was too drunk to remember. <laughs> uh, so I love, I love, I love all those games. Um, so for the PlayStation Three, oh man, there were so, there's so many games. I can't even list them. Uh, I mean, for the Wii, obviously you had your, your main staple of Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, you know, just name any, and Paper I, I, Mario. I, came I owned out by it. That point. Okay. But by the way, I just want to say an aside here. Anyone who's listening and knows about Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars, that is. By far the best Mario RPG ever made for the Super Nintendo or any console thereafter. And I still feel sad that the successor is the Paper Mario series, which is good. Oh, really? Okay, I don't know that. But it's not as good as Mario RPG, which I'm just saying. Right? Yes, we're getting a <laughs> thumbs up. The guy in the room is giving us a thumbs up. <laughs> getting a thumbs up. Uh, it, it's actually developed by Square, which then became Square oh, Enix. Oh, yeah, yeah, And there's a bunch of little Easter eggs in the games. And the music is amazing. At the time, it's sort of tied right now for uh, in first place for uh, best visuals on the console. Oh, wow. So Donkey Kong Country and... That was a great game. And uh, also Super Mario RPG have the best visuals, in my opinion, in, the, in the, on Super Nintendo. But again, we're going... Going way back. Uh, so, I do tangents a lot, too. It happens on the podcast. That's a conversation. So there, so uh, there's uh, there's that. There's uh, On the PS3, I had... Let's see here. I had, the, I had Final Fantasy 13, which I hated so much. I actually, it was okay. I wasn't wanting anything great. Like It was the, li- it was the linear level designs that killed me. Yeah. And no I towns. Agree. And, you know, I was like... And not only that, but I hated the character Hope, the little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he annoyed me. I don't like child characters in games. They they kill me every time. So well, okay. See, a lot of people say that to me too. Uh, with Gundams, I don't mind it. <laughs> well, it's a little different, though. I mean, but in this case, well, he was a petulant, you know, sort yeah. of bratty kid yeah. who, admittingly, did grow up through the throughout the course of the story. So he does have character development. But it just took so long to reach that point that I was like, I've had enough of you. You can accept that in a, in a two-hour movie format because it's but two hours. a 50-hour game, yeah. A 50-hour game of him complaining and whining. You're like, I hate you so much. Shut up or die already. <laughs> so, and you're a main character, so you won't die. <laughs> so I hated that. And um, let's talk about games that I actually liked. No, you talked about a few for yeah. that. What is your console now? Like. Console now. Back, are you on PlayStation or X- I, I cur- Xbox I currently one? have a Xbox One, I have a PS4, and oh, I have shit. a Wii U. Damn. Yeah. I just don't play them that much because I don't have the time. <laughs> but you have all three of the, the modern consoles. I do have all three. Um, do you and have a PC? Do you have a Masterclass too? Or? I do because I need a powerful P- uh, editing station. For all so, your work. So I actually do like, you know, I, that's where I play Overwatch. I play Overwatch on the PC. Oh, okay. Like just, Eric now, so I can't play with any of you guys. Uh, <laughs> so I play on the PC because I can, you know, I can pump out like, you know, 4K resolution on my 4K monitor and everything and like, you know, have everything maxed out, running smooth on my gigabit internet connection mm-hmm. and it's you know it's 
It's it's trip when I have time to play, uh, which is not often. I don't even know how I'm gonna have time to play my Nintendo Switch and my HTC Vive. You'll play it when you're eventually, yeah. Like I'll just throw a party. When you're dead and yeah, you're one day. <laughs> if, uh, the reason why I like sharing the uh, uh, evolution is because we all come from different areas and we all de- play different games. Like yours was a lot of Nintendo, oh, but you did de- I delineate. Didn't, I didn't even mention handhelds. The handhelds. I know. I know. That's another. Like I don't want to keep this room. Like because we are in the press room at the convention. I don't know if other people need to keep it, come in. I can go for hours. So, <laughs> and also, I'm sure you're you're uh, you have stuff to you still have to take care of too. I, so. I, have, a, I have a few photos I have, I have in mind, but uh, I, I'm good for for a bit. <laughs> but but like we all like I said, we all come from different areas. We all play different things. But I just love the passion that's instilled for everybody for for games. Mm-hmm. From like you said, you you don't play much right now, but you still want to play a lot. So something from childhood to now that just you're passionate about. I'm, I'll tell you how passionate I am. I was watching the Nintendo um, Live conference uh, yeah. recently, and they were showing all the consoles, and all, the, all the features on the consoles. I'm like, I definitely want this console. You know, it has a lot of cool things, but I'm going to probably wait until like around July to get it because, you know, I'm kind of busy. And then they end the whole thing, and they start playing the new Zelda trailer. <laughs> and like, sold, sold. <laughs> I'm like, I got goosebumps. Okay, it just brought back so many memories, you know. All those emotions rushing all, in. All those emotions of me growing up, you know, sitting in front of, in the living room, you know, with my brother next to me, my parents, like, you know, like, my mom, like, cooking in the kitchen, my dad, like, you know, complaining about some car part that he can't fix or something, and, like, me going, I'm, I'm Link, I want to go on an adventure. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, it brought back, all those memories came flooding back, not only that, but, you know, seeing, like, you know, Zelda, you know, you know, strong, you know, yet vulnerable, you know, and Link, you know, sort of riding a horse, riding a horse, and you know, <laughs> silent as ever. But the voice, Always, act, yeah. the voice acting, the music, the visuals—it it gave me chills. So I'm—I don't game as much as I want to, but I feel like I'm a gamer at heart. Oh yeah, it's installed in you. Like yeah. that is part of your core being as being a geek too. With yeah, definitely, geek, definitely. So. I mean, I'm—I wouldn't be at these conventions if I wasn't genuinely into everything that I see around here. Exactly. Um, I want to get more about you again too. So, uh, how did you get started with photography in general? And, Cinematography and all that. Like, <laughs> it's it's going to sound a little like a little sketch, but the um, I porn w- industry is that where no <laughs> all, pardon the black couch. It's Ooh. uh the uh, X-ray X-ray yes uh, black light uh, black light. No. So the way that I got into it was because I would go to these conventions a lot, yeah. and I was like, man, they're so expensive because you go to more than one convention a year. I'm you know buying a, a three or four day badge will run you anywhere from fifty to like you know like seventy dollars seventy dollars no. you know. Um, and oh yeah, it could be uh, really expensive for plus plus parking. Uh, parking is you know hotels, uh, food, like everything. You're quickly looking at so anywhere from like you know from two hundred minimum to like you know to three or four hundred dollars you know for one convention. So I thought like, well, I want to go to these conventions, but like not spend nearly as much. And I, th- and I would see people with press badges like, well, how do you get a press badge? And that's what I was like, well, I'll start a website. You know, I'll pimp out the 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 convention and do free marketing for them and hopefully they'll give me a free press badge yeah and that's how I got into it and the photos were kind of sort of ancillary you know kind of they facilitated the website like you know like I'm gonna take some photos to you know to sort of fill up the website and that was it so you're taking more like the displays the booth layout the floor layout yeah quick like quick haul shots you know like little snapshots like nothing too fancy Um, but then you know I would see I would go on Instagram and I would see like these amazing Photos from like you know from established photographers like Jay Rulison, uh, Nels, you know guys like that who've been in, who've been at it and have been taking amazing photos. That was great, yeah. Guys that I still admire and look up to when it comes to you know workflow and you know composition and direction yeah. and everything. Those guys are amazing. So I would see those photos and I would go like, man, I want to take photos like that too. I mean, if I'm going to these things, I want to get a nice photo of, of these cosplayers. So I bought a camera and I thought, well, I'm going to take some some you know some quick photos. And I would take some quick photos, and I was like, wow, these are so much better than they, than they were before. But they still weren't anywhere near to the level of, you know, the, the greats. Yeah. Uh, so wait, you were just learning and growing on your own? Yeah, I was learning and growing my own. Like, like YouTube videos or asking uh, any of those guys questions? It was, it was literally – I was too shy to ask anyone oh questions. <laughs> so, like, literally my, my photos were just like, hey, can I get a quick photo? And I would run away. Oh, you know? shit. Was, I mean, I would ask for so permission, obviously. Up, like, you weren't setting up or anything or no. getting for proper light? Strictly or? haul shots. Wherever I landed and got the photo, that's what I uploaded, you know? So what I do. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes and, sense. And that's how, I, that's how I did it, you know? And But then I, I started thinking, like, wait. I want to get, like, nicer photos. Can you, like, 
can you like look that way instead? And I'll go like, hey, I'll start a little bit there. And then I like, go, okay, okay, thank you. And you know, I'll post my photo online. And here you can find my photo on Dapper Geek News. And that's how I would do it. I would watch a lot of YouTube videos. You know, it's a lot of watching a lot of tutorials. Like I've watched so many hours of tutorials. And these uh, are ones to call out, like that really uh, helped out. There are general locations where you can go and watch. Like, like for example, Lynda.com is a great place for like you know basic tutorials. Uh, B and H Photo, they're they're a photo store, but they also have a photo tutorial series on YouTube for oh, free. Wow. A whole just a, hundreds of videos. It's a fountain of knowledge and information. Adorama Pics also. They have an entire photo series. Say that one more time. You Ad- say that really fast. Oh, Adorama. Adorama. Okay. Adorama. However you want to say it. Okay. It's a it's an online photography store, and it's also a physical store. Oh wow. Like, like B and H, um, but they both create uh, tutorials for the beginner photographer, which I took advantage of. So is that like right on the homepage? It just says like tutorials or uh, information or something. You like just that? go to their YouTube channel. Yeah. And oh, they'll yeah, have no, they'll have for my bad. They'll have, they'll have <laughs> tons, tons, and tons of photo of, of videos on how to take a photo, how to edit, and all this fun stuff. So um, I started, you know, I started doing that. And the thing that really kicked things off for me was my first cosplay meetup. Oh, uh, the sack, what was that? Um, it was in Riverside uh, last year in Fairmont Park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember you uh, posted the photos from that. So I had never been to a, a cosplay meetup. And for people who don't know what a cosplay meetup is, it's a, more, a very casual sort of, you know, less formal uh, meeting uh, for people to cosplay and take photos. It's, it's a non-convention setting, more like a park or a social gathering area. That's beautiful. And we just meet up, hang out, have drinks, water, food, and sometimes barbecue. Yeah. So it's more, yeah, more of a just social gathering of people. It's a, it's a very less, it's less stressful than a convention. Exactly. Um, but the great well, we're thing, all cosplayers and photographers there. So. <laughs> but, um, and podca- podcasters. Can't forget about me. Yeah, can't forget about uh, podcasters. And there was also a... Um, it allowed me to actually talk to the cosplayers, you know, because before at a con, everyone's busy. Everyone's running around and, yeah. and you can't really you know, dedicate time to everyone. But at a meetup, you can spend, you know, a good 15, 20, even 30 minutes just talking to someone. Um, you can talk to photographers, you network. And that was the first time that I was actually able to give direction or my version of direction at the time. And I was fortunate enough that I ran into very very kind uh, cosplayers uh, Hendo Art Hendo yeah, yeah. she was one of the first people I photographed and she was very welcoming you know she saw that I was br- you know, brand new she's seen me a few times at conventions and she's like oh hey man what's up and I was like oh she know my name <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, a few others you know and I, I just got photos there and I was like you know what these photos look a lot better than my hall shot photography like I need more photos like this and it just sparked this passion in me where I needed to hunt down uh, these these compositions, these images, and create them, uh, and then post them on you know on Instagram, and that really sort of took the forefront. So a lot of self-taught, a lot of looking up to understand, and a lot of just being inspired by a lot of other, other stuff. Photog- yeah, that's so, awesome. So you know, um, I would straight up try to recreate other people's styles. Mm-hmm. I would never post those photos, but I would just see if I could do it, and then I would take elements from that style and try to incorporate it into stuff that I liked. And sort of blend it into like my own personal tastes. And so then, if you had a, somebody that's starting out now or just getting into this, what would you say? Other than like you gave the websites and all that, but what would you one key informational thing for them to start in this? And not, I mean, camera or um, no? I mean, you can shoot with anything. I yeah. mean, you can shoot with any camera that you that you want. It's um, really just just watching tutorials, like you know, getting getting to know your your gear, you know, going out and shooting and sitting down and editing because that's a big thing, right? A lot of people don't edit like or don't spend time when they're beginning, to, you know, and editing. They just take the photo and they upload and that's it. Um, and you can do that. And filters and editing are completely different. I feel like people use filters and they feel like it's an edit. Well, it's a little complicated. Filters are a little complicated. I'll explain the whole filter thing in a minute. Okay. Uh, so um, like for example, James Rulson. Yeah, he's a pro. He knows how to work with light. That's at James Rulson. Yeah, at Jay on Rulson. Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's a pro with with lighting, and he knows what he's doing. So he can take a photo, and as is, it'll look amazing at a camera. He doesn't have to edit it. But if you're a beginner photographer, you 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 need to edit because you don't have the same control that he does. You yeah. Know? 
there'll be hard or I don't know. I was talking with people. Yeah, like hard hard lines, you know, shadows and lighting, you know, harsh lighting and everything. Um, yeah, well, I was talking with Stuntman Justin. He's like, you really can't get words shadow on one face. You have to get the full face. You can add shadow in later to give that effect. But and, well, in most cases, unless you're going for a very specific intentional look. Yeah, if you it's know, a darker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going for a very moody sort of noir type look, you know, unless it's very intentional then don't go for those like hard lines or you know those shadows on your face. Um, but yeah, just sitting down and editing because what would be a good free or cheap editing program? Oh, uh, I mean, I use like the Adobe Suite, but that's uh, not cheap. That's not like, cheap. <laughs> no, that's not cheap. That's not cheap. You uh, circumvented the answer to this question. <laughs> there there are free editing programs out there. Um, I don't know them off the top of my head to be honest. I, I just don't use them because uh, I use Adobe. But there there are several really good ones that are free uh, for both video and for and for photo, um, and they're out there. I mean, how did you start your video stuff? You did same th- like same thing. I just watched tutorials. You're doing the photos, and you're like, I want to add a video aspect to yeah, this. Yeah, like like well, I said, you've done many things now, so now well, you've be- kind of refined, and you have certain things you do. Because I realized that my camera could record video. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> that was a simple fact. And, and then I thought, well, if it can record it can. video, then why not? Well. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just just go in and, awesome. and record video. Um, so I did that for, you know, for a bit. But, you know, I stopped doing that because it's just so time-consuming, you know? I do occasional hyperlapse videos. Yeah. Uh, but those take like 80 hours to do a three-minute video. Oh, shit. Um, so <laughs> I'm currently working on one right now. It's going to – I started working on it, but it's going to be like, oof, like a month or two or three before I finish it. So we'll see in July about. Yeah, no. give or take. It's just so time-consuming <laughs> to make those videos. I mean, in the, tr- in the traditional style. Um, I don't know how eccentric Eric does it then because he, he, like, busts out some videos fast sometimes. They're well, beautiful. Well, he records, like, full-motion video. Yeah. My hyperlapse videos are oh. actually kind of like a flipbook. Imagine I a flipbook about that, yeah. where you take one photo at a time and then you sort of stitch them all together like a flipbook and it creates a time lapse, but it's also moving through the scene. That's how yours is. Yeah, so it's it's a ti- it's a time lapse, but I'm slowly moving through the scene, yeah. photo after photo after photo, and every six seconds of uh, footage is around 100 and you know around 160 photos, give or take. Um, Holy shit! And if I want to do doing a, well above the normal. So if I'm doing a three minute video, that's a couple thousand photos. Yeah. Uh, plus rendering time, and then like you know finding the right music, and then editing the footage after that, and then uploading it, and it's it's time consuming. Everything is a long process. Yeah, and luckily though, I posted on Reddit and it got some attention. Disney even tweeted at me and said they liked the video. Um, that's awesome. So it was, you know, I got in the news. Uh, oh shit! And uh, according to a what's Disney, the link for this video? No, just go to my YouTube channel. You'll see it. It's it's like on the front page of my YouTube channel. Uh, and a Disney employee even said that they were playing it nonstop in the employee break room. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and I have a friend who works with who knows an an Imagineer for Disney, and she showed him the video, and he said. This is better than the one that Disney made. Oh, <laughs> so for the park, so it's very—it's kind of amateurish, you know. It does have a few flaws that I'm, I'm aware of, and uh, but it's something that you know it's fun to do uh, in my spare time. And the passion you talk about it, so it's something you do like doing, even if it's a long process. It's like, a long process. I don't do those as a, as much the as the final my, work. You're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do photos more often just because yeah. I can create more content more steadily than making one of those. Because if I made those videos exclusively, it'd be one video. Okay, every here's three another months. question I like because I between the photographers, I get different answers. Uh, in a normal con, how many photos do you take? I used to take like three thousand per day. Used to, because uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, and I've gone from 3,000 to like maybe 300 a day. And how many of those do you actually use? Uh, I want to say like maybe if I, sh- if I take a photo of a cosplayer and I get like maybe 10 photos, I'll use maybe three or two of those photos. Oh, okay. Um, that I, that I, will, I will give them all the photos that I take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but personally, the ones that I will post, I'll treat, you know, I try to treat my, my Instagram kind of like a portfolio, more or less. Like Gildas and yeah, all that. not strictly. Sometimes I'll post some post some silly stuff, but uh, I try to keep it as nice as possible. Okay. And you know I don't want to waste the cosplayer's time, so my my con shoots are very short, maximum five minutes, and then I'm like, okay, I don't want, I don't want to take your time, you know, because you're busy. It's a con. You pay for the badge. Like everyone's busy. Yeah. People are spending money and time on this. You know, you're tired. It's hot. So five minutes and I'm done. Um, and you know, so anywhere from two to three photos. Okay. Hmm. Um, that, that, you're actually a lot 
I, I was talking to some people that say they still take thousands and they use like 50 photos total out of thousands of photos. I'm like, holy crap. Like, yeah, I like, mean. You were like that in the beginning? I was, I was like that in the beginning. Okay. Um, I'm more selective now uh, and I've really taken that from Nels. So it takes time, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I carefully compose my image. I go, I'm going to shoot here, I'm going to shoot here, I'm going to shoot here. And I, I move around. I don't stay in one spot. So I, because when I'm editing at home, I don't want to see the same location for like four or five hours that I'm editing, you know. Damn it, now my photos just sound horrible. Because <laughs> it, it just, you know, because I go crazy. I'll go insane. And I, have, I need something different to edit. Different backgrounds. Different backgrounds, drama, yeah. different lighting, different conditions, different poses, different cosplays, um, and, and everything. But to get back to the filter question. Sorry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> filters get a really bad rap. But filters, uh, a.k.a. presets or anything, they're actually just complicated algorithms that do very complex color grading or changes. Oh. So these are color grades that you would normally have to do by hand, little by little. Like, I'm going to adjust this curve, this tone curve here, here this and this here. here. That, yeah. And a filter is like, hey, all of these changes have been made for you on the spot, all you know for you, and it slaps it on. The problem with filters is that people think that they can save a photo. They can't save a bad photo. They can enhance or complement a well-taken photo. So I've you, noticed that. So you apply a pre, if you apply a filter. I don't. You, I I make my own presets on in Lightroom. But if you want to use the Instagram term, they would be called filters. Yeah. But I sat there for like you know two hours to make one of these presets. Uh, you know, adjusting tones and curves, but they're just sort of general ballpark, you know, edits to get you to a general location for your for yeah. your photo. So you apply a preset or a filter, and your job isn't done. It's like, okay, I'm in the ballpark. So that's like a pre-edit then. Yeah, it's like, okay. You go like, I'm in the ballpark. Now I need to refine it. So then you go in and you make little, you know, changes to the shadows, contrast, the white balance. And like you know, Layers. like oh, like the the eyes are a little dim. I'm gonna go in like with a brush, and I'm gonna lighten up those eyes. Yeah. You know, someone has a, a bruise, and it's not there intentionally, and it's not there normally. So I'm gonna get rid of it because it's not a part, that, a normal part of the you know of the cosplayer's or make body. It bigger. No. Or make it bigger. <laughs> you know, I I avoid making like you know edits to the bodies when, when it comes to like you know like enhancing. Oh, like, so you don't do body size changes? I don't do any of that. No. Press augmentation or any of that crazy shit that. No. I, if anything. If anything, I'll have them pose in ways to, you know, if a girl, you know, if it's a female cosplayer, it's like, okay, I'm going to sort of accentuate, you know, your cur- your natural curve. So I'm yeah. going to have you stand in a certain way, in a certain posture, but I'm not going to go in and, like, you know, en- enhance her bust um, or anything because, you know, I feel it's a bit, you know, disrespectful. Um, I have another interesting question for you then. What is your, con- like, what is your ratio of male to female shooting at cons? At cons, um, well, first of all, there are a lot of more female cosplayers. There, there are a lot but... more female cosplayers, um, and I, I'll try. Normally, I shoot anything that I find fun. Yeah. Um, so if it's a male cosplayer, like for example, I saw a uh, uh, a Barrett from Final Fantasy VII running around outside. Oh yeah, last night. Yeah, and uh, and I got his photo, and I gave him I gave him my card and everything, and I'll take photos just for my own like you know enjoyment because I'm like, oh, this is a really awesome cosplay, and I'll shoot with them. Um, but the pro and I would shoot with everyone in the beginning. The problem now, though, is that I've sort of people. I've been in the cosplay community long enough that people know me. Yeah. And for the most part, it's a lot of female cosplayers. So like you know, I'll be walking around and I have a female cosplayer, like a friend, you know, like you know, like hey, do you want to shoot? And I'm like, totally, 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 totally. And I'll say yes to everyone, you know, who says they want to shoot with me because I'll yeah. say yes to anyone. Yeah. You know, and if anyone sees me out there or happens to hear Dapper Geek News. You're more than welcome to say, hey, can we shoot? And I will yeah. say yes. Um, you know, then we just have to find time. Yes, have to find time you know, <laughs> or, or a location. So I'll shoot with anyone. But uh, it's mostly female cosplayers because, A, there's more of them. And now because it's mostly because there's more of them and more of them know me, mm-hmm. uh, I just my time is just taken up by you know, female cosplayers. So what you're saying is I'll never get shot. No, no, like, totally fuck with anyone, anyone who wants to shoot with me. Um, yeah, well, like, uh, that's what I've heard from everyone. All the other photographers I've interviewed is just walk up and ask. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Don't be scared. Don't think, oh, he's busy. Yes, if you're in the middle of taking a photo, don't interrupt you. But as if you're standing there correcting something, like, hey, Oliver, like, when you're done, do you think I can get a photo? Yeah. And, and that's your answer. And, yeah. and you know, every, everyone knows, people who know me, like, they'll go like, hey, like, if I'm talking like, with a group of photographers, like, you know, it's like, just go like, hey, tap, 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 when you're free, you know, and I'll go like, totally, exactly. you know, and I'll totally do it. It's not a, it's not a problem for me. Um, I, and, sorry, I want to. I, I don't mean to cut you off again. Yeah. I've done that a couple times, but we've already gone almost an hour, and I don't want to keep you too much longer because yeah. it is towards the end of the con. Um, yeah. A couple things just to finish up. 
I had another subject, but we've talked along a lot today. <laughs> I, could, I could talk um, for hours, man. Me too, man. <laughs> so. um, what is uh, – I do mov- movies too. So what are some of the current movies you've seen recently? Uh, well, I watched Arrival. Oh, how was that? I loved it. I love sci-fi so much. So and th- do I. And this is like, you know, I love blockbuster movies. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love, you know, action-packed blockbuster films. But I'm also a big fan of, like, you know, hard sci- science fiction. Yeah. And this is like, you know, it's... So ha- for a geek sci-fi fan, is that, uh, if it's still in theaters, Go watch see? it. Oh, you need to watch it. I think at the time, when it, like, the first couple of weeks it was out, it had a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. Which, again, Rotten Tomatoes doesn't mean that, you know... It's a Metacritic it, poll. Yeah, so. exactly. It just means it got above a certain grade. You know, it could have gotten, like, it could have been, like, you know, 100 B ratings and yeah. still 100%, you know, but... I digress again. Now, if it if when it comes out on DVD, purchase or rent? I mean, I don't really purchase movies anymore. I just you can rent buy them for two dollars on like, yeah. iTunes now. Yeah, so. I mean, it definitely, it's definitely something I don't actually. It's one of those films I don't really want to watch over and over again. Uh, but it's it's a must see once at you, least you to get the story. See it at least one time. Oh, cool! Uh, I've no. wanted to see that. So that you're the only person who's brought it up in a, wow a couple months. I watched Arrival, uh, La La Land. Oh, how was that? Fantastic! I'm a giant fan of musicals, so uh, I'm a fan of certain musicals. <laughs> but La La Land, you know, I'm gonna actually. I don't really like Ryan Gosling, uh, no, no. but he kind of, you know, I was like, you know what? I like him in this movie. So oh. hmm. the movie was good enough for I liked Ryan Gosling. I was like, okay, it did its job. Uh, it was it was funny. It was heartbreaking. It was uh, the music numbers. Musical numbers were great. Uh, the dancing could have been a bit more better, but you know they're not trained dancers, so there's only so much is to it, do. Is it full on musical? So if you're not a musical fan, don't go see this movie. It's a full on musical. Okay. I mean, it does kind of lull, take like a sort of a dip near like the middle, and you you kind of forget it's a musical, and then go like, oh wait, she's singing again randomly. Okay, it's a musical. I it's forgot. It's a fucking musical. Yeah. Um, but it had its, it had a few problems, but overall, you know, I think it's gonna do very well at the Oscars. Um, but it got nominated a lot, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it won a bunch of, it won a bunch of Golden Globes. Um, but besides those films, like you know, um, you know, you name any Marvel film, I've watched it. And know? Star Wars, I'm and sure. Star, you Wars. Saw Star I've Wars, I've watched, like... I've watched every Star Wars, you know, film I've watched. So then, what are you looking forward to coming out this year? Spider Man Homecoming. Okay. Okay. People were not really hot on that tr- on that first trailer. I, I was. <laughs> I loved it because it had people. I guess. I found this out afterwards, like after reading an interview. But I told, I turned my friend. I'm like, this has a very sort of '80s, you know, yes. uh, J- uh, John Hughes kind of vibe to it, you know. Yeah. And I was like, I feel kind of like an '80s, like you know, coming of age story coming through. And they're like, I don't see it. Uh, this trailer is horrible. And I'm like, well, okay, maybe it's just me. And I read an interview, and the director literally says, we're trying to channel a little bit of John Hughes through yeah, this. I know. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't crazy. That was the intent. They were going for the whole, you know, the whole. And tournament. he's a good Spider-Man. Like, he, I can't wait to see him actually he's do a, a whole movie. He's a great Spider-Man. Uh, now that they're actually doing the webbing correctly, like, they're fixing a lot of things that I was pissed off in the old movies. I watched Civil War, and, like, you see, you see Peter Parker, and in five seconds marvel fixed spider-man i know it's just excellent <laughs> it was like it was years and years of you know toby Maguire. you know his spider-man was like it was adequate for the it time was adequate till emo spider-man yeah um you know spider-man one was good spider-man two it was my fa- favorite of that series yeah because um, they actually did gwen stacy's death correct yeah, exactly. in a way and um but but there was there was you know electro was weird though yeah, it's uh. I like Jamie Foxx too. I just, I don't know. That it, electro was weird. It was. It uh, wasn't even the right color. There were so many things wrong with that film, but uh, <laughs> sorry. I, yeah, that's my. T- but there was, uh, you know, um, I love Civil War. I loved. I rewatched Winter Soldier. Wait, recently. so then are you looking forward for Ragnarok too? Oh uh, yeah. Well, and see, I, I'm one of the few people who actually liked the original Thor film. I liked it. It was fun and a sort of like you know. Thor two was eh. Yeah, I but mean, I think Ragnarok like was strange and Hulk in it. I think it's gonna. Be I a feel good like film. Thor can't, for the general audiences, can't carry a film by himself. He needs to be paired up with someone. Wow. For the general audiences, I mean, <laughs> because I love Thor. I love the first Thor film. I loved it, and no one else likes it. And. Well, you know, I know we're the only two. Yeah, yeah, we're the only two. I mean, like you, you talk to anyone, everyone goes like, "What's your least favorite film?" Thor. I'm like, I like Thor. I uh, see. Uh, look, this came up on the last podcast, and everyone said Iron Man three. And I feel that I'm a big Tony Stark fan. Uh, uh, yes. Kind of wearing a hoodie right now, but three is the first Iron Man movie where you see that Tony Stark is Iron Man without the suit. So that that was a good showing for that. It wasn't the great. What they did with Mandarin pissed me the fuck off. 
I'm sorry, I'm going off on other tangents. No, I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, the least favorite Iron Man film should be the second one. I'm just, my, just that's just me. That's just, that's just my opinion, you know. Uh, but it, it's it's problems. Yeah, yeah, it's that's problems. It had problems not because of the director, but the mandates by Marvel, and you know they were trying to set up the whole Avengers thing. But you know, again, that's a whole complicated issue. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to all the Marvel films. Um, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. Yes, me too. That's the only DC I'm actually looking forward to. She's actually my favorite DC hero. Um, followed by by Barry Allen. Um, High five. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I you know I, I I know it's not popular to say, but like Batman is like he ranks way low. He's for a me. bitch. Batman's yeah. a bitch. It's just I feel like he's. He, I'll say it again. Bat like he you have Green Arrow and Batman. Green Arrow, his parents died. Batman, his parents died. I'd rather be Green Arrow than Batman any day. Well, my issue with Batman is that he's like DC seems to divert resources from the rest of the DC universe yeah. for Batman, and I'm like. How about you build up your other characters so they're also successful, well liked, and well written? Exactly. Instead of Batman, who you know everyone will always like forever. Um, I know it's getting old. But he's kind of like uh, Marvel's uh, Wolverine. Oh, who, yeah, like, you're right. If Wolverine isn't a movie, it becomes a Wolverine movie. If Batman isn't a movie, and Batman v Superman, Superman had like 42 lines, and like half of those lines were just like, I see. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's like, you have. Batman v Superman, and you're you're making it a Batman movie. So uh, that's my issue with Batman. He's great. I mean, he's he's awesome. He's always going to be cool. But I would rather see other DC heroes elevated. No, I agree. Um, it would help their whole universe. Too. It would it would help the whole we franchise. We get a bad shitty Suicide Squad thing where we don't know the characters until you're introducing them in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that movie was weird. It was if you don't think about it, enjoyable. But if you stop and you think about it, it becomes like, why? why? <laughs> yeah, so. I don't feel like uh, – anyway, I, I don't, uh, we're over an hour, and I yes. kind of want to get back to stuff. But uh, any uh, final thoughts? Anything you want to say like people should know about you? or uh, Follow like, me. Like, I need more followers forever. He needs to hit 100,000 followers by the end of the month, and that's in a day. So let's do that. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, go Dapper Geek News uh, on Instagram. Uh, follow me everywhere on Facebook, Facebook too. I'm, Geek News I'm on or? Facebook. I'm on Flickr. I'm on. I have a website which I don't. Tumblr, Twitter. I'm on Tumblr. I'm on Twitter. I'm on everything. Okay. So, so just follow Dapper Geek News everywhere you can find it. I'm even on Pinterest. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> That's how. Th- I don't know what you're making there, but <laughs> I I tried putting up two photos and I got like. I don't know how Pinterest works. I think it's just like tutorials for like you know for making like baskets like yeah, you know or tables, <laughs> or tables or and, yeah. and I'm like okay I don't know how this works so I tried and I failed there but yeah uh, I'm everywhere. Awesome. Well, thank you again for doing this interview and being part of Kind of Geeky. I hope everyone out there enjoyed it. Really follow his work because it is amazing. And uh, everyone out there, stay safe and remember to stay kind of geeky.